Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Essentially, if you're fearful of having those tough conversations when something goes wrong, then commercial real estate syndications might not be the best option for you. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail, and we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode, and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndications. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. In the previous Syndication School episode, we went over some of the reasons why someone might elect to not passively invest in real estate syndications. And in that episode, I mentioned that I also wanted to look at it from the other side of the coin, which are some of the reasons why you might elect not to become a commercial real estate syndicator, or in this case, an apartment syndicator. But we're going to talk about it as a syndicator in general, so not why you should not become an apartment syndicator in lieu of becoming, say, a self-storage syndicator, but a syndicator in general. And the reason why is to provide you with some of the characteristics of a good syndicator. So essentially... These are a list of things that if you don't like doing these things or you don't have these things in your track record, then you aren't either ready to become a syndicator or you might consider not becoming a syndicator because it is not a good fit based off of you personally. So again, I don't want this to be, uh, hey, if any of these things apply to you, you can't become a syndicator or 
hey, every single person who's a commercial real estate syndicator, these don't apply to them. That's not what I'm saying. These are just kind of in general high level things to think about before becoming a commercial real estate syndicator. Obviously, if you're listening to this show, you know what a commercial real estate syndicator is, but just really quickly, it's when you are the operator, you find the deal, you manage the deal, you sell the deal, and then your passive investors are the ones who fund the majority of the project costs with the exception of the mortgage debt. So you as the operator are using other people's money to buy commercial real estate. So what are five reasons why you might consider not becoming a commercial real estate syndicator? And I think the biggest reason why would be if you have anxiety over managing or losing other people's money. So once you enter the realm of commercial real estate syndications, you are managing other people's money. So sure, there are other investment strategies like joint ventures, for example, where you're leveraging other people's money to invest in real estate, but syndications are unique in that the other people's money you are managing, they are entirely passive. So they are limited partners. So in a joint venture, they need to have some other involvement in the deal, whereas syndications, completely passive, no say-so whatsoever over the business plan. So they are entrusting you with their money, and you are hopefully at least preserving their capital and then ideally growing it as well. Now, like all investments, there are no guarantees in these commercial real estate syndications. It is rare, but it is possible that the person investing loses all of their money, loses a portion of their money, maybe doesn't make as much money as was projected, which would be the best worst case scenario is they still made money, just not as much as they expected. But the worst case scenario is that all their money is gone. Now, it is, again, rare, assuming that the passive investor is properly vetting you, your deal, and your market, but it is still possible that money is lost. So if the thought of managing someone else's money, being responsible for their hard-earned money, they're investing hundreds of thousands of dollars with you, if the thought of losing that money gives you anxiety of having those difficult conversations with your past investors, letting them know that, hey, something went wrong and your money is gone or I lost a portion of your capital or we have to change the distribution frequencies. Essentially, if you're fearful of having those tough conversations when something goes wrong, then commercial real estate syndications might not be the best option for you. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. 
Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. And remember to mention the Best Ever Podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. I've talked to a lot of people on this podcast that are using their own money to buy deals and say they'll never do syndications. And the number one reason why is because they don't want to be responsible for other people's money. That gives them anxiety. They don't want to deal with those tough conversations. So if you fall into that camp, there's plenty of examples of people out there who are successful not doing syndications. Now, of course, this is one of those things that is kind of a fine line because I don't think anyone has no anxiety whatsoever when they're managing other people's money or they have no anxiety whatsoever about losing other people's money. But if it's something that is going to keep you up at night, hoping that nothing goes wrong at the property because you don't want to have those tough conversations, then is that stress really worth it? So number one reason why you should not become a commercial real estate syndicator is if you have a crippling anxiety over managing other people's money and then losing other people's money. Number two and three kind of go hand in hand. We've talked about this on syndication school before, but before you become a commercial real estate syndicator, I guess in this case, apartment syndicator, but we're going to talk about it for all commercial real estate There are two things that you need to do. And the first one is that you need to have real estate experience. And then the second one is business experience. That's points two and three. So focusing on real estate experience for now, you don't necessarily need to have real estate experience in whatever it is you plan on syndicating or even in commercial real estate in in general. Obviously, that's not the case because if you needed experience in something before you did it, you'd never be able to do it. But the point is that you need to have success investing in some sort of real estate or at the very least have some sort of experience in real estate if you are investing because you're going to have a very difficult time getting someone to invest with you if you have no real estate experience whatsoever and you haven't invested any of your own money into your deals. So obviously from a real estate experience perspective, They're not going to trust that you know what you're doing. And from investing your own capital, why would they invest with you if you don't have your own skin in the game, right? There's that level of alignment of interest. Sure, some people might, but that's going to be an objection that a lot of people will have. Hey, you've never invested your own money in a deal before. You've never invested, period. How do I know that you're going to be able to preserve and grow my capital? So even if it's something like Joe, which is purchasing a handful of single family rentals all the way up to working for a large commercial real estate firm 
and getting experience that way, you can leverage that experience when you're raising money from passive investors. Hey, I haven't done an apartment deal before, but I've done single family rentals before. And this is just a scaled up version of that. I understand how transactions work. I understand how to underwrite deals, how to asset manage deals, how to analyze a market, how to find team members, yada, 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 right? A lot of those skill sets apply to multifamily and other large commercial real estate. So if you've never done a deal before using your own money or I guess family members' money or friends, or if you haven't worked in real estate in any form, right? So basically you have no real estate experience whatsoever, then you're probably not ready for commercial real estate syndications. You're going to want to do a couple of deals first or work for someone who's doing deals before you transition to doing your own deals with other people's money. So that's number two. And then number three, as I mentioned, similar to number two, is the second requirement needed to become a commercial real estate syndicator. Not necessarily as important as the real estate experience, but still important, which is the business experience. So I believe when we talked about this before, we said that as an either or. So you need to have real estate experience or business experience. But really, if you want to maximize your chances of success, you should have both. Now, you could technically have the business experience by starting your own real estate company. If you start a single family rental company, for example, then sure, that could be counted as business experience. But let's say buying one property, probably not considered business experience. Starting your own other business or something unrelated to real estate, working for a large corporation and being promoted, seeing how a large business operates and clearly being successful at it. That's what I mean by business experience. So as I'll talk about a little bit later, when you are a commercial real estate syndicator, you are running a business. People do it on the side part-time, but when we've talked about how to vet, when they're vetting you, at least on an actively passive investing show, when we're talking to passive investors, we're telling them to look for someone who's doing this full-time. It's their full-time attention. It's not their side gig. You want someone investing a lot of time into managing your capital. So same thing here. You're going to be running a business. So you're going to want to have experience and understanding of how businesses function, how they operate. So if you start a business in the past, you've worked for a big business and you have that experience. If you haven't started your own business, again, this could be real estate related or not, and you haven't been promoted within a large corporation, then you might not be ready to become a commercial real estate syndicator. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. Now, I'd probably say out of all the things on this list, this might be the most controversial. I'm I'm sure there's plenty of syndicators out there who have not started their own business and have not been promoted with any large company before becoming a syndicator. But the point is that This is an objection that you might get from passive investors. So it would suck if you went through all that effort creating your business and no one invests with you because you have no business experience. Of course, you could offset this by bringing on a partner who has the business experience as well. 
So again, none of these things are automatic objective disqualifiers. There's ways to offset this. But the point is that these are just things to think about. So that's number three. You have no business experience. Moving on to the fourth reason why you might not want to become a commercial real estate syndicator is kind of already touched on this is if you want to work part time in real estate. So there are plenty of people that we've interviewed on the show who are part time real estate investors while also working a full time job. They invest in single family rentals. Maybe they're turnkey single family rentals. Maybe they're actively doing them themselves. They're buying small multifamily like duplexes and fourplexes. Maybe they're wholesaling, maybe they're fixing and flipping, maybe they're doing something else. But the whole point is, is that they work a nine to five and then after work on weekends, they're doing their real estate business or they have a very flexible job where they can do both during the day. They can work their full-time job while they're doing their real estate investing business. And people amassed large portfolios doing this, but they're using their own money and they're not investing a ton of time into it. They're outsourcing it to team members. Whereas most commercial real estate syndicates are doing it as their full-time job. Maybe they start their first deal and they're doing it part-time, but once they scaled and they're going out there and pursuing other people's money besides family and friends, they're most likely doing it full-time, or at least they should be doing it full-time, right? As I've talked about, this is what we're telling passive investors on the Actively Passive Investing Show. A criteria of a good sponsor is they're doing it full-time. It's not their side gig. So managing other people's money, millions of dollars worth of real estate, managing a team, finding new deals, finding new investors, it requires a lot of time and attention. So if you don't have the time to do this or you don't want to work full-time hours on your business, then commercial real estate syndications might not be for you, right? A lot of people get into real estate because they want to leave their nine-to-five job and have that passive income and have financial freedom. Syndications is not really that type of strategy. You're, in a sense, starting a full-time business. Again, sure, there are people that might not work full-time hours on their syndication business, but the majority of commercial real estate syndicators are. It's a full-time job. They're going to an office, for example. But yeah, it's not a part-time endeavor. So if you're looking for a part-time job or a part-time real estate investing business, then you probably want to focus on something else. Last but not least is number five, which I'll go over really quickly, which is you don't want to be liable if something bad happens. So what does this mean? This is more focused on deciding whether or not you want to be an active or passive investor in syndications. So again, I'm not an SEC attorney or anything like that, but if you read the guidelines, the commercial real estate syndicator is the general partner. And the general partner can be personally liable in certain situations, which means that in certain situations, more than just the collateral, which is the property, can be taken. So for example, if the GPs are signing on the loan, the debt is recourse, and they default on the loan, then they could be personally liable. If it's a non-recourse loan that they've guaranteed, and they trigger a carve-out, so like gross negligence or fraud, and they default on the loan they can be personally liable. If they're sued by a resident, a vendor, they could possibly be personally liable. So again, lawsuits and loan defaults aren't happening every single day to every single sponsor, but they are possible. And it's something just like the first point, losing other people's money, something you need to be comfortable with. And so again, no one wants to be sued, but the point is that it can happen. So if you aren't prepared for that mentally, or you want to completely avoid then you probably aren't going to want to become a commercial real estate syndicator. You might want to focus on maybe smaller real estate investing, not exposed as much, 
or you could become a limited partner where you aren't personally liable at all. So those are kind of the five top reasons why you might want to not consider becoming a commercial real estate syndicator. Just to summarize, you have anxiety over managing or losing other people's money. And I guess something that I could add here as well is managing other people's homes, right? I remember I talked to someone else who does retail, buys and then rents out family dollars and Starbucks and Panera's, these big corporations, because she doesn't want to deal with residents because that's their home. They live there. And from her, she wasn't comfortable evicting someone from their house, whereas she's not really too worried about evicting Starbucks or pressuring Starbucks to pay her money because they're a multi-billion dollar company as opposed to just person who's maybe barely making ends meet or whatever. So I guess in a 1A or an addendum to number one could be you also have anxiety over managing other people or you're not a people person, right? You don't want to have those tough conversations with your investors. You don't want to deal with team members. You don't want to deal with residents. Of course, there's ways to go around that. But an addendum to this would be you also have anxiety over evicting other people. So that's number one. Number two is you have no real estate experience. Number three is you have no business experience. Number four is you want to work part-time in real estate. Number five, you don't want to be liable if something bad happens. Then you might want to not consider becoming a commercial real estate syndicator. Again, I know I've said this multiple times, but I'm not saying that if any of these apply to you, do not become a syndicator. You can't do it. You've got no chance. I'm not saying that these five things don't apply to someone who's a successful syndicator. The whole entire point is that these are not to be interpreted as black and white. It's just things to think about, things to reflect on before you start a career as a commercial real estate syndicator. So that will wrap up this show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check out some of our other syndication school episodes. We've got a lot of free documents we've given away as well for those shows. Those are all at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.